As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode. My name is Valencia. And my name is Nakia. And we are the Truth Expositors. This podcast has been brought to you by 1-1 Outreach Christian Ministries, where we seek daily to preach the gospel, spread the love of Christ, and advance the kingdom of God. We aim to abolish false doctrine, theology, and all false teachings that contradict the Word of God. We will be providing in-depth explanations, overviews, and scripture to explain some of the most misunderstood truths in the Bible. And today, we will be talking about Crazy Faith Series by Michael Todd at Transformation Church. So, Valencia, we just got done watching um, Crazy Faith, his faith series. I think he he has done maybe about a year ago. Um, but anyway, um, after the first episode, first um, part um, about Crazy Faith, Pastor Mike Todd from Transformation Church, he actually um, started talking about um, Crazy Faith. Um, and full disclaimer, definitely not to pick on him or to do, um, or to push down him as a person or anything like that. Um, I just personally want to share, and I know you too, um, some concerns perhaps we have received while listening to him, um, in his sermon that I believe that as we continue to become aware of these things that we will be able to discern rightly through the power of the Holy Spirit, those things which are God and which things that are not. Um, This is also not to judge nor convict other of our own convictions, but hopefully to continue to shed light um, and to abolish false doctrine that contradict God's word. That's always our purpose with um, Truth Expositors. So Pastor Mike Todd. So, a greater part of this sermon, um, Mike Todd, what he did was shared a story about his quote-unquote crazy faith in which he believed God um, 
and which, which he believed God for something that the Holy Spirit has put on his heart. Now, um, I don't know if God told him this or not, but this is the story that he shared. That in about 2015, the Holy Spirit revealed to him um, what he wanted Mike Todd to have faith in, which was a, a large building, and that building is huge. Um, I think the Spirit Bank um, Center, and over the years... Um, he just kept having faith, um, that the Holy Spirit, uh, well, God was going to do the thing which he put on his heart to do and have. So after, um, some time of him, you know, sharing these things, um, he ended up getting the Spirit Bank Church, the, the very, um, Spirit Bank building in which God promised him, um, to me, my reaction with that was it was a very feel good, um, feel good moment. You know, I, again, I can't say that God didn't say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I, I celebrate with that. You know what I mean? That's fantastic. But there's a couple of things that I kind to kind of kind of found to be an issue, and that is why does it seems like when it comes to having faith, it's always more about money or prestige or honor or, or property or something materialistic. And having faith nowadays to some word of faith or prosperity teachers like Kenneth Copeland, like Mike Todd, like others, Craftlow Dollar and Joel Osteen, there's, there's no faith in these types of people and sermons in which they talk about, like that of which we hear out of Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith, right? We don't hear anymore about the stories about Abraham sacrificing his son. Well, God asking him to sacrifice Isaac and, you know, and we know how that turned out that God uh, told Abraham to stop. We don't hear about those faith stories anymore from these preachers out here that that is describing um, David. We don't hear David faith anymore. We don't hear Abraham faith or Isaac faith or Jacob faith. We don't hear these faith-filled stories of the Apostle Paul or or even Peter or even all the, the all the people in Jesus time that followed him because of his reputation not because of a promise but because of his name and we read in Hebrews 11:6 that says without faith it's impossible to please God for he that believes must believe that he is um that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him so based on this passage of scripture we see that when we have faith, we must have faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God. But when we have faith, we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. A lot of times that we get this thing mixed up, we don't want to we don't want to read Hebrews 11 verse 6. We want to read Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But we don't want to rest on Hebrews eleven six, where he says that without that faith, as described in Hebrews 11, verse 1, it's impossible to please him. And this is how we make it 
This is how we please the Lord, that we believe that he is. That he is I am. That he is who he says he is, as revealed through, through, through Moses, that he is I am who I am. That he is Jehovah, Yahweh. That he is self-sufficient, self-reliant, all-powerful, omnipresent, omnipotent. He is great and mighty and powerful, eternal, everlasting God. That his name really tells of his nature. Why don't we see that faith anymore? The faith that we're not asking for things, the faith that we're not believing in materialistic things, the, the faith that we're not believing just in good health or prosperity of some kind, but the faith that we believe that he is, I am. Hebrews eleven six. Why don't we see that? And again, this is not to tear down Mike Todd. Because again, God very well may have probably did tell him that hey look we're going to have this you're going to you're going to own this building because this is what I want you to do with it god can do anything his name states that his very name says that god can do anything but why don't we see when people give these testimonies about god and faith and having faith in him we don't read anything remotely resembling hebrews chapter 11 in the hall of faith of these people who died without seeing the promises fulfilled in their lifetime these people hebrews 11 says that were not the world was not worthy of them they didn't see it but they saw it from afar off and received it gladly hebrews 11 says why don't we see that faith? When we hear of testimonies, why don't we see that faith? But that's just my little rant. Some things before that he gave before he gave the testimony, I found troublesome Valencia. He used the Hebrews eleven verse one reference. And Mike Todd said that he defines crazy faith as thoughts and actions that lack reason but trusting fully what you cannot explicitly prove so his definition of crazy faith i found to be ludicrous really because he seems to be trying to define the already defined term of faith by adding crazy to it to me this is proven by stating that crazy faith lack lacks reason which in itself means more than what he said that lack of reason means and that it does not make no sense. So basically what I'm saying is, right, to say that something or someone lacks reason is to say that they lack the power or ability of the mind to think, understand, and form judgments. So Mike Todd says that having crazy faith means that thoughts and actions lack reason but you fully trust what you cannot explicitly prove. So what he's saying is the thoughts and actions of a person that has faith lacks the, 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 the ability or the power to think and understand and form judgments, which contradict God's word. Mike Todd states that we must have hope in what we hope for, I don't know about that. What are your thoughts on his statement that we must have hope in what we hope for? Do you find that this statement from Mike Todd in his sermon about crazy faith part one 
contradict Hebrews 11 verse 6. So, okay, I, no, I definitely don't agree with um, that statement that we put our hope in, or I'm sorry, we hope in what we hope for. Um, there's a lot of things that, you know, I may hope for, but I don't put on my hope in that because, you know, things are temporary, you know, um, you might not always get, you know, what you hope for. You you might desire it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get it. For instance, you know, moving out. Now, I I do hope eventually that I'm able to move out on my own, but I don't put on my hope in that because, you know, if it doesn't happen and I do stay where I'm at, that's perfectly fine as long as, you know, God is there with me, you know. So I put my hope in, in God, uh, not on things that are temporary, not on things that, you know, may or may not happen happen not on all my you know all my desires you know you might hope for a million dollars you know but I'm not going to put my hope in that that's you know I'm going to get that um and like I said you set yourself up with disappointment for depression you know if you put your hope in everything that you that you hope for you know um when you put your hope in God then you know that you're going to be good regardless because God, you know, has a plan. He has a future. You know, that's your hope. And he's going to be with you throughout. You know, even if you're struggling, you know, he's going to be there with you um, and get you through whatever you're going through. And I might hope for, you know, a new car because, you know, as you know, I have problems with my car now. But, you know, I don't put my hope in that. I know that, you know, if that car breaks down or I don't get that new car, that God is going to be there, that he's going to help me through or whatever that it may be difficult, you know, if that car breaks down or it's not able to give me the word. But I know that, you know, God is going to be there, that he's going to provide a way for me um, if that's, you know, in his will um, for me to for me to have. If I'm having a bad day, you know, it, it could be back to back things that could be happening. It never gets to the point where I lose all hope because I know God is there with me. You know, he's right there. He's not going to give me too much that, I, you know, too much that we can't bear. He's not going to, you know, ever leave us. So I have hope in that, knowing that no matter what, that there's, it's going to end. You know, you know, that's, this, this is not going to last forever. That God is there. He's going to be there with me throughout it. And that's enough for me, you know, knowing that. So I can never, you know, lose that hope. You know, that's something that I can trust. That's, I'm going to be there with me regardless. Everything else is temporary. You can't put your hope in, you know, in, in money. You can't put your hope in, you know, cars and even, you know, some people. Because, again, we're, we're not we're not perfect. And, you know, you can't um, put your hope that they're always going to be there for you because things happen. You know, life happens. But you can put your hope and your trust in God because he's always going to be available. He's always going to be there for you. Um, so I definitely would say that, that I don't put my hope in things, um, that I hope for, you know, and I might hope for, you might have a lot of different desires because that's what really hope is. You you desire for it to happen, you know, um, for instance, you know, I hope that, um, you know, I might say, yeah, um, I hope that you have a great day or, you know, um, definitely hope you make it to work. Or I hope you get that job or that promotion or you know, um, you know, hope everything goes okay. Now, I definitely desire for those things to happen. And what's good, you know, it's not a bad thing. But I don't know if that that those things are going to happen. 
You know, I know God can can do anything if it's in his will for you. So it's not that I don't have faith that God can, that I don't put my hope or uh, my faith in God can do it. But I just know that he has the final say, say in it. So um, it's definitely different because I know that, you know, God can make a way um, or provide that, you know, provide that safe um, return home. Uh, provide that promotion for you or wherever it may be. Um, I can't put my hope in the promotion or, you know, in that car or in anything that's temporary, but I can put it in God. And, you know, again, now that I have that hope, you know, I never can lose it. I never can get to the point, you know, I, I know you remember days when, you know, we we didn't have that hope and things are bad that, you know, it was almost to the point that, you, you lost all hope or you didn't, you know, all hope was gone. Um, that can lead to, you know, suicide, depression, whatever. But I never can get to that point anymore because, you know, I know God is there. And my hope, you know, my hope is there in him. So, you know, I can never get to that point, that low where I lose that hope, which definitely, um, you know, why I feel... Um, bad for those that do, you know, get to that point where they lose all hope. Um, but I think as Christians, you know, we put, we definitely put our hope where it's supposed to be. And that's in God and not in these temporary things, because as you see at the world, when you put it in temporary things that, you know, you're disappointed and it leads to all that depression or whatever, because those are not, um, again, they're, they're temporary things. They're not going to help you uh, get through whatever you're going through. And things can break down. You know, money runs out. Uh, like cars break down. Jobs, you know, sometimes businesses go under. So none of that is a guarantee. But God is. One One Outreach Christian Ministry has a mission to advance the kingdom of God while ensuring the well-being of the people in our society by providing public services, resources, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. On their website, 11ocministries.com, you will find many resources for your journey to grow closer to Christ, including content about the Bible and the gospel. There are also valuable Christian living tips. At 11ocministries.com, you will learn how to live authentically for God. Find new found faith online at 11ocministries.com. Hi, everybody. This is Nikia Trader, the co-host of the Truth Expositors podcast. My ministry partner and co-host, Valencia, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast. If you have missed any episode, feel free to go on any one of our platforms, such as YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and many others. We want to thank you for your ongoing support and prayers as we continue to abolish false doctrines and teachings that contradict God's word. It is our passion and it's also our pleasure to be able to proclaim God's word to the world. So, yeah, as we've been listening to um, Mike Todd, um, his series Crazy Faith, he used a lot of different scriptures to kind of uh, support his narrative of what faith is, what he believes faith is. Uh, one of those scriptures was Romans ten seventeen, and this is a New King's James Version. And uh, that scripture says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Uh, so a statement that he made, um, and I believe 
his his first video, Crazy Fave, or it might, it may have been the second one. I'm not sure, but uh, what he said is, if faith comes by hearing, then your faith is built in whatever you're hearing. Um, so I wanted to ask, um, do you agree with that statement? Uh, do you believe that um, you know, faith is built in whatever we're hearing, TV, music, whatever? And also, I wanted to ask you, uh, do you believe that that particular scripture, uh, sorry, scripture, fits his analysis? Um, and another statement that he made. Um, he said, there's a level you can move in God. So I also wanted to ask you, do you believe that there are levels when it comes to faith or with God? Wow. Valencia, I'll be honest with you. Um, I do believe that he used this um, Romans ten seventeen completely out of context. I don't agree that um, our faith is built in whatever we hear. And I don't believe... Um, that Romans uh, chapter 10 verse 17 is a great scripture to base his statement on. I think a lot of people, including me at a time, fell into this pattern of making statements, making bold declarations of things and proclamations and using God's word to solidify or to, um, or to support my my theory or my thought process or my statement and I think this is what Mike Todd is doing whether knowingly or unknowingly um, but the short answer to your question is no um, Romans chapter 10 verse 17 um, clearly states in the King James Version so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God so based on this and this alone without even like going back to previous verses um it it doesn't make sense to use this scripture um to support the idea that faith that our faith is automatically built in into whatever we hear um because we are um finite creatures that live off five senses right um hearing um, is one of those senses that um, many are blessed to have, right? So to have our faith based on the things that we hear in using Romans ten seventeen to support that, I believe is completely heretical, um, is false. It is um, even a false statement to make about uh, the theology of faith. Um, faith is definitely not in my opinion, rooted in whatever we hear. And the scripture does not say that. Um, to put the uh, scripture a little bit more into context, um, Paul was actually writing um, to the Christians in Rome, and he was talking about Israel. Um, he starts out by verse 1 saying that, this is my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel, that they might be saved. Verse 3, um, he goes on to say that Israel, uh, they, they, no, I'm sorry, verse 2, uh, they had a zeal for God, but they didn't, but not according to knowledge, right? And they were ignorant of God's righteousness, and they sought, and they did establish their own righteousness, and not, and they did not submit themselves into the righteousness of God. So, Paul was saying that he desired Israel. Uh, God's children to be saved. And he goes on to explain how Israel 
has zeal for the things of God, but they went about it without the knowledge of God, seeking to establish their own righteousness and not submit themselves to the righteousness of God. And he goes on to explain to the Romans that because of Israel's disobedience, right, and lack of righteousness, um, right standing with God, for they desire to follow the letter of the law. And we know this because of Israel's history, but following the letter of the law, um, you must keep that whole law as described in verse 6. I'm sorry, in verse 5, um, and it says, For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. So he's saying that this is what Israel did. This is what we do in today's time. We seek to follow the letter of the law, again, whether knowingly or unknowingly. And we follow the thou shall not, right, uh, completely, and, and well, not completely, but like literally, um, we must live by all of them. All Ten Commandments. And if we, if, if that is our standard to obtain righteousness, um, the righteousness of God, then we must be perfect in doing them. But it's impossible for sinful man to be perfect and, 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 and righteous because we're not in right standing with God. We're not perfect. We are sinners. So this is what Paul was trying to tell uh, the citizens of Rome. So Israel, while Israel tries to follow the, 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 the rules and the mandates of their own false righteousness instead of God's, um, we have been grafted in as Gentiles, as, as um, uh, children of Abraham, so to speak, because we don't live by the, the letter of the law. We live by faith in Christ. He says in verse 6, but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh unto the wise. This is what the righteousness of God does. The faith speaketh unto the wise. This is the faith of God. And this faith, it, it, it confesses with the mouth, with our mouth, that the Lord, that Lord Jesus, um, and it believes in the heart that God raised him from the dead. And this is how we are saved. So in short, in verse 6, it describes faith being given by God unto righteousness, which means faith is a gift, right, um, unto salvation. Faith is a gift given by God unto righteousness that causes us, so to speak, to confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. Um, God said there is none... That is good, not one. There's no one that seeks after God on earth. Our righteousness is but filthy rags. This is us without God. We cannot get to God on our own. It's impossible. None of us seek after God. That's what his word says. But God gives us the gift of faith unto righteousness that we, in turn, with the faith he gives us, confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. So we kind of go down here. And, and Paul uh, describes that this is the criteria of true saving faith that God gives us. But he asks these questions, right? For who shall 
Oh, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? This is verse 14. And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Um, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who have believed our report? So the apostle Paul is is saying quite rightly that there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord over all and generally bestows his riches upon those who call on him and the faith, the gift that he gives us of faith. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But who can call on the Lord unless they have not believed? First and foremost. And people cannot believe in the Lord unless First and foremost, um, they have heard the gospel preached to them. And how can the gospel be preached unless there is a preacher? Right? And how can a preacher, how can there be a preacher unless he has been sent to preach and proclaim the good, the glad tidings of good things? So we rest on verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is what Paul is saying. This is how faith comes to the true believer of Jesus Christ by hearing the word of God. It is not by hearing things and then, you know, you just, you you have faith built into whatever you're hearing. I mean, that's not true. Many people hear the gospel message, but they don't believe. And we know that to be absolutely true in the church age that we live in and even in the past in the past in the first century Christians, like the Pharisees and Sadducees and religious leaders, they heard the gospel, a message preached by Jesus and all the apostles that came after, and they didn't believe. So I don't know how Mike Todd can possibly say um, and make a statement like that. So in a roundabout summation, um, Valencia, no, I don't think that this scripture fits his analysis um, on... Faith comes by hearing, and the, your faith is based on what you are hearing or is built into whatever you're hearing. No, I don't agree with that. No. Um, as far as your other question, no, I don't believe there is there are levels um, when it comes to faith. I don't believe there are um, levels even when it comes to God. I am a person that really does not believe in a hierarchy when we're talking about God. Um, But if we are talking about God, the hierarchy looks like God and everybody else because all of us are sinners, right? Um, But when it comes to faith, I don't know what word of faith, prosperity um, preachers really get that from because I've heard it um, growing up that there's levels of faith. Um, You have that mustard seed faith, which everyone everyone claims that they have, (laughs) right? Um, and very few actually exhibit that level of mustard seed faith, right? And I'm using those words level. Um, but we also learn that um, you must grow from that mustard seed faith into a higher faith that is able to move mountains. Um, again, I've heard this growing up um, and actually was very much ingrained in my upbringing um, much into my adulthood so far. But no, I don't believe that there are levels to faith, Um 
Jesus tells us to have childlike faith, right? Um, he says, suffer not the little children to come unto me. And the reason why he said that is because children exhibit that type of vulnerability and dependence and, and, and surety that their parents or loved ones will take care of them. And that is the same type of level of confidence and, and, and trust and dependency and belief and faith that we must exhibit when we come to Christ. Um, children don't grow in their, uh, uh, in their confidence. Um, they're not actively going around here, um, saying I got to level up (laughs) in my faith. You know, when it comes to their parents, they just have faith and that faith is constant, right? Um, never increasing. Unfortunately, it does, um, tend to decrease as they get older and, and things like that. But, um, generally, um, their faith in their parents or loved ones uh, stays constant until until proven otherwise. So we must approach um, Jesus Christ in the same manner that we must believe him with that mustard seed faith that he gives us according um, to Romans chapter 10 verse 6 um, in that he gives us faith, the free gift uh, free gift of God unto righteousness um, that he gives us that gift freely and um, we must exercise in it not to so much level up or to improve but to prove Jesus Christ that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Join us next week as we continue our conversation on Mike Todd's Crazy Face series. We hope that you learned a great deal and we hope that we helped shed some light on God's word. Please share this podcast with others, family members, co-workers, or friends. Also hit that like, share, and subscribe button to receive notification on the latest content. And feel free to comment and share with us your thoughts on this episode. We're always inspired by what God not only does in our lives, but yours as well. Look out for the next episode from the Truth Expositors. And until then, may God bless you and you be a blessing. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.